Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Wednesday, and I'm here with Joy Behar. This is Behind the Table. Joy, how are you? Thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so the show just ended a little while ago. Last week, the theme was blurting. That's what we talked about yes. all week. You blurting, Sunny blurting, Whoopi blurting. Whoopi doesn't being... usually blurt, but she did last week. With when, Alyssa, she blurted. When she asked Alyssa if she was pregnant. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Yeah. That was crazy. Right. Um, but we've talked about that a lot. Today, uh, we switched from blurting to extrapolating. Oh. And now you're an extrapolator. We were talking, you and Whoopi had a little back and forth at the table yeah. today, which was... Good natured and fun, but yeah, um, but I'm sure uh, there was, uh, as all things, a, a hint of truth. You do like to bring all things some back to to the things that you care about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm interested. I wasn't that interested in the specific uh, celebrity thing that was going on. Sophie Turner. And I Taylor don't. Swift. I don't even really know who Sophie Turner is. Next, you haven't watched Game of Thrones. It's really no. Cool. I, I don't mm-hmm. watch stuff like that. I know. But I, I do know who Taylor Swift is, and I gave her a shout-out today. It was a Swifty show, yeah, yeah. Because I, she basically is rallying the the young people to vote, which I think is an incredible achievement if she can get it done. Right. I mean, so th- th- let's talk about, do you, do you agree with the idea that you're an extrapolator of a sort here? Well, uh, um, some way my mind works. Yeah. I don't have, like, my memory works like that. I, I have what you call, I guess, an associative memory. Like, one thing that you say makes me free associate to something else. Right. Maybe it's all the years of therapy I've had on the couch. And I've learned, <laughs> you learn how to free associate after right. maybe five years of it. You well, get it's also it. like a little bit like improv, I would think, kind of, well, too. It's, I mean, it's like jazz to me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a comedian. You're riffing. I'm riffing. So that's it. And then it reminds me, hey, you know what? What happened was, was in case you didn't watch the show out there, um, we were talking about um, two people, who, who, two women who became friends Taylor and, and, and Sophie, um, Sophie after a mutual breakup, after a mutual breakup with the same guy. Right. And so they became friends. And I say that it's very often the basis of relationship that you two people hate the same person. Yes. 100%. And that reminded me of Trump's base where they all hate liberals. Right. And so that is the thing that keeps them together. Now, from a programming standpoint, we, we tend to try to do all the politics and then move on to some Lighter, fun stuff. Oh, it's stuff. so boring to be so, so strict about what you're doing. You know, I mean, come on. So in, in your in your world, it should just be free-flowing. You can do... I, I believe in intelligent and interesting and fun conversations. Right. I don't care where they go. Okay. I don't have some somebody over my shoulder saying, oh, well, you have to stay. This is now the segment on only fun. Yeah, I understand. So don't bring any politics in it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. So the the extrapolator is not going anywhere, basically. Joy the extrapolator. This Behar. is the way my mind works. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I think it's fine. Um, I, I enjoyed the uh, the ribbing back and forth with you and Whoopi. I mean, when you've worked with someone that long, I think it just... <coughs> We're friends. Whoopi and I know each other for years. Yeah. Uh, we don't get mad at each other about stupid things like that. I've no. never been mad at her, really. It's really... It's rare. because yeah, you, know, you get mad at everybody else at some point. No, but... I haven't. Stop it. <laughs> All right. So I, I uh, 
you're going to get mad at me in a second because I'm going to say this. You came in a, a little sluggish today. Is that fair to say? You came in a little yeah. tired. You yeah. went out last night. I went out last night with Robin and um, Todd. Two of our coworkers. And my my friend Bernadette, who used to work here. Yeah. We went down to La, La Mela, mm-hmm. which is a restaurant in Little Italy, right in the middle of the Feast of San Gennaro. Yeah, it's a good time I to mean, go. I mean, it was packed with people. First, some guy named Lou Christie stops me. You know Lou Christie? I, I tell the audience. He was a singer. Yes. And Arias, hey, Joy, how you doing? Then I go, <laughs> and I'm just meeting people all over the place. This is your this is your scene, though. I mean, you Italians. and San Gennaro, Italians. Yeah. That That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I grew up in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and every year they had a feast at the uh, Lady Mount Carmel, which brings me to the next part of this uh, conversation. So I got married uh, to my first husband at Our Lady of Mount Carmel in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. The priest who married us was there last night. He was just hanging out in the same restaurant? Yes. He, he was there with another priest, uh, his, same as Father David, uh, Monsignor David Casada, who is retired now. And the other one is Father Jamie. I don't know what his last name is. <laughs> and uh, they were both there. So and two... we talked about, you know, how I got married in the church. My mother got married in that church. Did he recognize you? Did you recognize he him? He recognized me. Yeah. I did, he looked different to me. He right. yeah, was, got older. It sounds like the beginning of a joke. Two priests and Joy Behar walk into an Italian restaurant. Yes. What happens? Um, yes. Yeah. And, and, and the other priest, Jamie, mm-hmm. has a cooking shell on somewhere. Oh, really? It's called Breaking Bread. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get him on the show. Okay. You have other chefs on the show. Why not have a priest who has a cookbook who's cooked? Let's get him on the show. I will make a note. It to, has an to... extra element of interest for me in the booking. Yeah, I will have to uh, do some research, but uh, it's on my it's okay. on my to do list now. Um, it's interesting to me. You have a lot of you have friends that are are religious figures. It's not. I mean, you know. Yeah. So my other friend is Father Beck. Yeah. You not necessarily the most spiritual person I've ever met, but what is that? What's the appeal of talking religion with... You know, I was raised a Catholic until, yes. I, until I was in college. One of the stories that I told Father Casava last night was that back in the day when I was in college, uh, there was a priest, Father Joe, his name was. He was a fantastic priest, and he gave these incredible sermons from the pulpit. Yeah. And he used to have a thing in the rectory where... The kids in the neighborhood would come and we would talk about Catcher on the Rye and we would discuss philosophy. And I was very attached to him and smart. I call him up one day and I say, listen, Father Joe, I think I'm losing my faith. He said, I'll get back to you. (laughs) And he then left the priesthood. (laughs) You broke him. He left the priesthood and became a, a playwright. Oh, so we discussed and now that. You're a playwright. Yeah, I know. But so we discussed that last night. <laughs> but as far as my religious, uh, I was I used to wear a hat. Sure. And I went to church every Sunday with a hat. I had a missal. I received communion, Holy Communion, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. My father had no use for the church, but my mother was into it, and so I was into it. And I I appreciate the the priests no, I know and you the do. nuns. I know you I, do. I don't particularly care for the philosophy of the Catholic Church. Right. But I but I individual priests and nuns are fantastic, and you can you. Talk to them. They, they're regular people. I know your friend Father Beck a little bit, and, and yeah. he's very interesting to talk to. He's fun. Yeah. No, yeah. it's great. And he's a playwright, too. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, I guess you're dealing with, with heady material, with, with yeah. God and things like that, and why not write about it? That That's makes right. sense. That's right. Um, on yesterday's podcast, Alyssa said, uh, we were talking about how she had finally seen Whoopi stand up and how she really wanted to see some of your stand-up oh. routines. Um, we'll, we'll get her some. Some specials. Well, I have a couple specials. Yeah, did. Now, a long time ago. You stopped doing stand up. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, people want to know. Look, we had a guy on yesterday who wrote a book about panic attacks. Now, I haven't had exactly panic attacks, mm-hmm. but I have anxiety around stand up comedy. 
even being on live television every day still. This uh, doesn't make me anxious at all. This, no. The View? Yeah. No, no, no. I have backup on The View, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't have much to say about a topic, somebody else does. It's right. not like I'm – with stand-up, it's like I'm naked and everybody else has clothes on. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. And you have to remember stuff and you've got to be on top of it. And if they don't laugh, you kind of have to recuperate and recover from that. And it's difficult to do. And I would ha- we've ruined my day. Yeah. I mean, do you miss the rush of when it's going well, well and you have a great another, set? Well, yeah. listen, that's another story, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as bad sex, but there could be some <laughs> bad sets. Some bad sets. Yeah, bad sets, S-E-T-S. Yeah. And so, but you learn, after a while you develop a technique and you, you know what to do. You work the house pretty much after a right. while. You never miss it, though. I do not miss it. Yeah. No, that's interesting. When you do feel anxious about something, how do you deal with that? Talking about the the well, I believe, Mac Gutman show. I yesterday. believe in the talking cure. I mm-hmm. believe in sitting down and if I I'm not in therapy at the moment. I wish I was. I wish I could find a great therapist. I, I would go back. I love it. Well, you have the podcast now. Once a week, we can yeah, talk things out. Not the same, Brian. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, to me, you talk about your stuff. You talk, 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 talk. Think, talk. And uh, vent. I believe yeah. in psychodrama. You know, I have my groups, my psychodrama groups. And that's a good place for people to get this stuff out, too. We've talked a lot about the idea of doing one of those with The View. How would that go? It's role-playing in a lot of ways, right? Well, a right? lot of it is vol- – yeah, well, because well, let's say I had a problem with you, okay? Mm-hmm. I so, can't imagine that. But so let's, let's say we had a fight. Sure. Which we never have a fight. Not real ones. You, no. But let's say I did. Let's make up something that we fight about. Sure. I wanted to start the show with a topic about aliens that you thought were stupid. Right. That they were stupid. Yeah. And then you said that, and that I was stupid. And I said that you were stupid. Right. And we got into a big fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now you go to the group and you recreate that scene. Right. You pick somebody to, I would pick somebody to play you. Yes. And then I would reverse roles and I would be you and you would be me. So I would learn by sitting in your seat where you're coming from with this nonsensical remark you made. Yes. <laughs> And, and do you, you find you can get insight about why yeah, someone was angry? you can. If yeah. you sit in their seat yeah. and you become them for a second, it's not 100% right. proof. You know, like they say sometimes, um, you know, I don't know the answer. And they say, what if you know? It's kind of like you take a jump into unreality. So in, in this version of events, you'd be sitting in my seat and come to the realization why I think you're stupid. Yes, I would probably say, <laughs> well... I, as Brian, yes. I would say, I don't think you're stupid. I just think that you don't like to follow rules, and I'm the boss. Yeah, well, that's And then true. I would say, well, too bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Then I would understand where you're coming from. But that's not even, it's not even accurate to portray you like that because you don't have those fascist tendencies. I appreciate that. That's, yeah. that's my, uh, my best uh, quality is that yes. I'm not a fascist. It's, it's very say. good. It's important. Yeah. This is Sonny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, 
the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' Group Text Podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit. Um, we talked about on the show that you didn't get into comedy until your 40s and you were already a Behar which is your ex-husband's well, name. I, we just I, talked I about started this. in 19, when I was 35. Mm-hmm. I almost got onto Saturday Night Live. So I was actually into it in 35. And before wow. that, I was just funny in every teacher's room. Now, is that a, a path not taken you on Saturday Night Live? That no, seems no. fascinating. I, I was so anxious. Don't, don't even ask about my anxiety levels. I had no, I had no experience with any of that. Right. And I was on the board every week. Right. And I never got on because, because, first of all, the bit I was doing could have easily been done by Gilda Radner. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I know your talents well, and I think you'd actually be great on Saturday Night Live. Well, but that ship sailed. Sure. And then I got fired from my job at Good Morning America. Yes. And and then I got the, threw myself into stand up because I was the I needed money. I needed to work, and they were I wasn't getting paid right away. Right. I almost was going to be a shrink. Wait, do you think about paths not taken? Is that something you spend any the time? Road not taken. Yeah, I would have been a. Uh, I don't know if I would have been a, very good at being a shrink because I like psychodrama because it's a group. To be one on one in the room is a little daunting to me. Yeah, my sister's a psychologist. I think she it's, is. Yeah, child yeah. psychologist, and I I don't envy her because I think it's but a if, tough job. But if, if they're smart, they're really great to go to. Yeah, yeah. So um, all right, so we were talking about the fact that. Um, when you were already a Behar when you became famous and yes. and all that. We've been talking to the other hosts about changing their name. Sarah Haynes is legally Sarah Haynes. She never took her husband's name in any way. What they didn't hyphenate. Schifrin, Max Schifrin. Oh well Haynes is easier. Well, I think so yeah. too. And then Alyssa hyphenated. She's Alyssa Farrah Griffin. Yeah. Um do you have any regrets that your 
linked now to the, your ex husband's name? Is that a thing? <laughs> One of his uncles said to him, or said somebody, she did more for the Behar name than anybody, <laughs> which is ironic. Right. Um, well, you know, my maiden name, my whole name is Josephine Victoria Okudo. Right. O C C H I U T O. Doesn't fit on a marquee. No. Now, if I were going to go back and do it again, though, I would take my grandmother's name. Which, which is? My, my, I have two grandmothers. Okay. One died when my mother was born, and I didn't know about her until I was 17 years old. Secrets and lies. Ooh. The other grandmother, Antonia, she was my grandmother, and I loved her. And her name was Antonia Romano, was her maiden name. That's so good. I could have been Joy or Josie, Josie Romano. Yeah, that's not bad. Now, the other grandmother's name was Francis, we- Francis Zaki. Okay. And my husband said to me, if you took that name, they'd call you Wacky, Wacky Zaki. <laughs> so that wouldn't have worked. Oh, you don't want to but be- Josie Romano sounds like a comedian. Oh, it's great. You definitely could have been on Everybody Loves Raymond. I feel like that would have been cast for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, Josie Romano, I would, I would pay to see That's Josie cute. Romano yeah, do 30 well, minutes. That, that ship has sailed also. Yeah. Um, does it ever bother Steve that you have the other last name? No, he doesn't care. Although Joy Janowitz, kind of cute name. And it's not bad at all. Yeah, I yeah. like that too. But now I'm stuck with Joy Behar. It is my yeah. name. And now. Joy Janowitz Behar, or J- no. Joy Behar Janowitz, no, 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 is too no, much. No. Yeah, too much. No, I think uh, it's interesting. How do you feel as a feminist about the idea of taking your husband's name in general? Well, I think it's really a practical matter. It, if his name is easier to pronounce, then take it. If right. it's not, then don't. Yeah, well, if, there you're go. In, if you're in showbiz. If you're upgrading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, the other thing we talked about on the podcast this week was how some of the hosts worry about oversharing their family life on the show. Has oh. that been an issue for you with Steve? Or, I mean, Steve's famously camera shy and, and never he, appears. He, he's not interested in the camera at all. Yeah. But he uh, he doesn't care what I say. He knows that how I feel about him. He right. knows what our relationship is. There's no editing. No, he's 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 great at this. Yeah, he's got a strong, solid ego. No, I I enjoy yeah. Steve. You know, he, you know, Steve. When he was a kid, he and his brother Warren, when they were six years old, they'd make their own breakfast because the mother was too tired to get up. She was playing mahjong all night, <laughs> so, and they would take care of themselves. And so the benign neglect that he experienced is working for me. That's fantastic. He's used to it. <laughs> it sets the levels. Uh, I was talking to Alyssa about this. Uh, She was saying that she feels like there needs to be a support group for view husbands of a certain kind. And you've been here long enough to know there's different versions of view spouses and boyfriends and husbands. Some of them seem to really be reluctantly out there. Like Max was up there kind of like, all right, hi, I'm here for Sarah's birthday. But you've been here long enough to see a couple of the husbands really like being on TV. Oh, my God, yeah. They can't wait to get their fotch on TV. Yeah, none of the current crop so much. But I mean, you know. This is more of a reluctant crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably healthier for the marriage, I think, yeah. as opposed to the people that are like waiting backstage. But um, yeah. it's it's kind of entertaining. I'm trying to remember who really like to be on TV. I have some thoughts. We'll talk about when the podcast ends. <laughs> so what else is going on? What are I you think doing? you extrapolated there for a second. I think I did. Too. Where, what were you talking about? We were talking about the family names, and then uh, oh no, worrying about uh, giving up too much information about family life. Oh, okay. To that point, yes. Um, I would say you don't talk about your children unless they have you have 100% permission. My daughter said to me years ago, do not talk about me on television unless it's extremely complimentary. <laughs> but I, I took that seriously. I don't want, you know, like I said in the last podcast, mm-hmm. we're all afraid of our daughters. Well, we did the uh, the thing, we talked about this last time on Mother's Day where she sent in that tape uh, as if the skit where she was you. And I was amazed. Our producer, Jamie Hammer, came to me and she said, for Mother's Day, I'd like to do something with each of the host's daughters. Yeah. And I said, you're never going to get Eve. It's not going to happen. Oh, no. Eve doesn't do anything. Eve doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. I said, if you get Eve, I'll do the, I'll do the bit. 
And she did. She got her to do She did a fantastic bit. Yeah. I thought it was me. She put a wig on her head. I thought it was me right away. And then she, uh, just a hilarious bit. We, did we, we showed it on the air. We did. It was terrific. Yeah. Uh, maybe she's we'll put it back talented, up on social. She's very talented, my daughter, you know. I know. She's a talented artist, and now she's a comedian. You want to plug the website again? She's pretty funny. <laughs> she said last time I mentioned it, she got some action Go on it. Go for her. it. Go for it. No, it's all right. All right. If you want to download the last episode, we'll do it. She's got enough work right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on your mind? Anything else? No. I'm wrapping up. We're done. Okay. All right. We're good. All right. We're good. Thank you, Joy. I appreciate it as always. I feel like, uh, I don't know if it was therapy for you, but I feel like I worked out some stuff. Well, you know, this week I'm going to go do Finding Your Roots with Louis Gates. That's exciting. And maybe next podcast I'll have something else to tell you. We can have a shocking reveal. See see what I'm doing here? You're teasing. I'm promoting. Yeah. (laughs) This is is the host in you. Thank you very much. Tomorrow, Sunny Hostin joins me, and uh, let's see what happens. Thank you so much, Joy. Okay. All right. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.